Testing, testing, one, two, three. Do we have to do this? Testing. Rise and shine, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I have a complaint for this week, Jimmy. So I know you're probably never going to have eyelash extensions in your life, but I just woke up from a nap and I need everyone to know I feel like so disoriented and I think part of it is my new eyelash extensions. Like I feel like when you get eyelash extensions, you kind of feel like there's a curtain around your world. Like everything's just a like ever so slightly a little bit darker. Did you get them too long? No, but also my attendings all said like they look really good and a part of me... I was like, thanks. And then the other part of me was like, you guys weren't really supposed to like notice that much. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone I talked to was like, nice eyelash extensions. I'm like, for once, it'd be nice if someone believed these were my real lashes. I think they're extremely noticeable. <laughs> Anywho, I hope you guys are having a good Friday morning or whenever you guys are listening to this. You guys, we have some fresh, hot submissions, hot off the press. I asked you guys for some new submissions this week. I am very excited to get into these. Jimmy, are you ready? Yeah, but how come I didn't get to have a complaint about my week? Okay, what's your complaint? The girl at Chipotle was kind of rude to me. Why? Last night. I don't know. Like, she was in a rush. Also, she was yell- saying, like, oh, like, what'd you get? And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, what'd you say? Like, because I didn't hear her because uh-huh. she was talking too quick. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then she's like, what'd you order? And I was like, <laughs> I was like. What'd you order? Fish filet. I was like, chicken and queso. <laughs> uh, but I ordered double chicken. She only charged me for single chicken because she wasn't paying attention. That's good. You know, I recently came across this TikTok video that was like how to be more seductive and like interesting to people and sultry. And it was like, you have to talk slower. And like me, I talk like I'm obviously, like if anyone knows it's you guys, but obviously I talk a million miles a minute. I think really fast. I talk really fast. Like if I started talking really slow all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, Jimmy, you'd be like, are you okay? Yeah, like we're going to the <laughs> hospital because you're having a stroke. Yeah, so I don't think that's going to work for me. I am just a fast talker. Anywho, let's get into the questions, Jimmy. Sure. What's okay. our first one? First question of the week. How do you know when it's the right time to make a change? So I feel like I actually have pretty good advice for this, like harking back to when I was deciding if I wanted to go from like pharmacy to dental, mm-hmm. if I thought I wanted to stay in pharmacy, blah, blah, blah. So one of the things where... I know when it's time to make a change is I ask myself what kind of a place or attitude my decisions are coming from. If you're making decisions that are coming from a very scared place, a very scarcity mindset place, a very like lack mindset place thinking like, oh, I can't get any better than this. So I have to stay here in this relationship or in this job. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't deserve anything better out there. I have to stay in this relationship or job. If you're making like these types of very like self-doubt type like based decisions, I would say then it's time to make a change because all of your decisions in life should be rooted from like abundance, positivity, self-confidence, in in my opinion. I feel like that's the better way to live a more abundant life. So instead of thinking like, oh, I should stay in this job or in this relationship because I can't do any better, it should your decisions should be coming from a place of like, I chose this position because it challenges me, because I believe in it, because I think I can contribute good things to this relationship or career. So yeah, mm-hmm. make sure that your decisions are coming from a place of positivity, abundance, and self-belief. I think some additional input I would have is that if you are, it's kind of very similar to what you're saying, but uh-huh. just rephrased, is if you don't have a why for why you're doing a certain thing anymore, mm. you have to really take stock of that and mm. figure out if there is still a why and you've just lost sight of it, 
Or is it really just that whatever the original why was, why you were in a relationship or had a job or were you know living in a certain like you know city or something, mm-hmm. if the why that you had isn't there anymore and you're not really able to find a new why, then that's your mind kind of telling you, okay, it's time to move on. I also think kind of going with your gut. Mm. You have a gut feeling that you need to get out of a situation. Sometimes that's just a fight or flight reaction. And, you know, if the first time you have a feeling like that, that shouldn't be the time to jump ship. You People are allowed to have moments of doubt uh, in these instances. But if constantly you're having moments of doubt, then that's your gut trying to tell you, like, no, like, get out. Like, mm. move on to whatever the next thing is supposed to be. And it's not necessarily even, like, that you deserve better or anything. It's just that whatever that situation is, is no longer serving you. I kind of feel like a lot of people, I always talk about survival mechanisms on this mm-hmm. show. I always feel like for a lot of people, they want a change even. Like maybe mm-hmm. you know that you need a change, but you're too scared because, so you're like asking other people for their opinions because you kind of want that validation. I think the big thing is if you're making a lot of decisions also out of comfort, Um, that can also be a sign that you need to change because even though like we're hardwired for survival, we're hardwired to make decisions that value comfort and like stability and safety at the same time, comfort isn't always good. Like sometimes comfort means like you're stagnant or comfort means that you've already exceeded like everything you can get or grow from a position or relationship. And so we shouldn't be chasing so much comfort, um, it's okay to make decisions that scare you. It's okay to be scared from a decision. It's okay to be uh, anxious about a decision. But ultimately, just making sure that you're not putting all your eggs into this like kind of comfort basket. Because mm-hmm. comfort can only bring you so far in life. Like The best things are on the other side of, um, well, I guess discomfort. But yeah, I think that's also a big one. I think a lot of times, like Jimmy said with the gut feelings thing, I think we know when it's time to make a change. It's just... We're reluctant to act upon it because for one reason or another, we try to justify like decisions that make us feel more safe. Um, But kind of knowing when you're making excuses for yourself or knowing when you're asking other people for their opinion because you want that validation that like you should change. That's also something to keep in mind. Okay, question number two. Tips for living far from your family. Uh, I typically try to call my mom at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Does she I, call you though, or do you call her? Uh, sometimes she calls me. Sometimes I call her. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm at a point where I'm missing being home more, I'll probably be the one to call. Mm. And then if she calls me, I'm like, "What do you want, mom?" <laughs> so I think sometimes the hardest thing about being far away from family is that you lose kind of that mundaneness that you get when you live closer to family. Like like when you get when you live closer to family, you know everything about what they're doing like all the time. You're like, "Oh, they're at this right now, they're doing this." Whereas when you live farther, you kind of lose sight of that. So one way that my family's gotten a lot closer is like in our family group chat. I feel like we're very aware of everyone's weekly traditions now. Like uh for example, my like niece, my uh yeah, my my niece at school every day, she does Water Wednesdays where they like, well, they they live in Hawaii. So like they they get so to they like can have a Water Wednesday. Yeah, so at my niece's school, they do Water Wednesdays, they like go to the pool, they swim. They do like weekly activities. So then my sister always sends like these weekly photos to my family and like it's a fun way to keep up with them is like knowing their traditions 
routines and their like weekly habits. Um, for me, for example, like in the summer, I used to always go to the farmer's market on like Sunday. So I would always send a haul to my family. It's kind of nice establishing that sense of like tradition and like that like weekly habit, like I said, with your family. So even if you're far away, you can still stay in touch with like weekly FaceTime calls or weekly updates on like something so that they feel like they're part of your everyday life. Have your family send you recipes on like family recipes and stuff that you can make wherever you are. So that way it's kind of like a piece of home wherever you are. I remember like growing up, there are certain dishes that like I just always grew up with and like I I didn't, it's not like I didn't like them, but I feel like I didn't appreciate them while I lived at home with my parents. But now that I'm away and I don't really get to enjoy it as much, there's something really special about making like egg drop soup or like making like wontons like that my mom brings me that are frozen. Like, so just keeping that kind of family mem memory alive by making your favorite family dishes, that's like always fun. I feel like a big part of it, honestly, staying in touch with family is just remembering to update them on the little mundane things. Like we always remember to tell people like, oh, when we get like a new like promotion at work or when we do this or that, like big things. But the thing is like, you can also invest your family, like get them invested in the, in the leading up things. Be like, oh my God, like I have this exciting like job interview. I have this exciting uh, like project I'm working on. Like, I think it just requires being proactive about filling them in about what's going on in their lives. And and then they'll probably reciprocate as well once you put yourself out there and like start sharing more. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like family group chats kind of changed our lives. My family, I used to like not really talk to them as often while I was in college and like pharmacy school. But now, especially now that I have like a young like niece and nephew, like every day the chat is like popping off with like photos of them and stuff. So that's, that's always, you know what? Kids, kids are a good way to get your family connected. <laughs> yeah, I think my family doesn't have a full group chat because dad has green texts. Okay, so first of all, yeah, give everyone in the phone an iPhone. Everyone should have an iPhone. So no I green threads. Yeah. yeah. Or I guess if you want to be a full-blown Android family, that'll That's keep you together weird. too because no one else is going <laughs> to. <laughs> That's a tight-knit family yeah, right there. Exactly. Solidarity. Uh, but for some reason, my dad is an Android guy. And I think it's just because he... It, that is so wants, him. He just wants to be not Apple. Right. Contrarian. He's not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Uh, all right, you guys. Last question for the week. This is something I've actually personally struggled with a lot. Question number three. How do I figure out how to, I think they said they meant rewire, how to rewire my brain from crippling FOMO? Oh man, preaching to the choir. I really suffered from crippling FOMO more so like first year of dental school just because I feel like, I mean, A, us as humans are hardwired to like crave connection and like if we don't have connection, if we see other people forming bonds but we're not forming bonds, like I actually listened to a podcast today that said that it brings people like in their brain physical pain to feel like they're being left out of something um, because like the human brain has evolved to like make you think that. Because, like, like I said, in the cave, during the cave times, like, if you were left out of something, like, you were going to die. Um, so, in terms of dealing with this FOMO... I think as you get older, FOMO just gets e easier to deal with, too. Oh, my God. Wait, I didn't even describe... Okay, I think everyone knows what FOMO is, but I feel like I should explain it for, just in case my dad's listening and doesn't know what FOMO is. Okay, FOMO is F-O-M-O. -O. Dad stands for fear of missing out. I think he knows what it means, but just in case. He's getting cooler by the day just by listening yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna get FOMO now. I know. No, no. If he, he didn't won't. know what it was, he could have blissfully he... been unaware and now he's like, Man, I do feel like that. <laughs> oh no, I don't ever want to think about my dad having FOMO. Nah, he gets invited to all the work parties. 
Yeah, he just went to like this big conference for work and everything. Yeah. I was like, I, I hope he's like making friends and like eating good food. You know what's helped me a lot with FOMO first year, especially when I feel mm-hmm. like other people would be at these like fun parties or doing these and like I couldn't like go. Um, I would just kind of like keep myself so busy in the present moment and convince myself that this was like the best possible option for me to be here rather than there. Um, so for example, if I had to miss out on some party because I was like going to some other dinner, then I'd be like, oh no, like, I was, like, meant to go to this dinner to have this conversation to, like, it's going to benefit me in the long run to be here rather than there. Like, just you you just have to convince yourself that that's the best place because um, I think there's this quote. It's kind of like life happens wherever you are. So, like, life isn't happening, like, at that other party where you're not at. There's no use, then, in putting your energy and thinking about being there because you're not there. You're here. So, like, do what you can with where you're planted. Oh, you know what's a big one for FOMO? Staying off of social media. Everybody, like, tries to make everything look so cool on social media, and, like, people torture themselves by looking at what other people are doing, but give yourself a second there to think about, like, what it's actually like when people are having a great time, and then they stop what they're doing and take out their phone and, like, start documenting it. Like, that should give you the ick, how, like, (laughs) how, like, people are, like, spending their time documenting things. Like, it can't be that great if you have enough time to document everything. So, yeah. Try to stay off of social media and, like, not, um, like, kind of relish in that. Because I feel like a lot of people get stuck in this loop of, like, checking up, like, okay, where are they now? What are they doing now? You know? You know what's interesting, too? I feel like a lot of times when we look at what other people are doing on social media, we think, like, man, that looks awesome. It looks like they're having a great time. But think about how many times you've been out and about, and in your head, you're like, man, I can't wait to go home. Like, I am not having a good time. I bet you when you're looking at those other people out there, they're in their heads thinking, man, I wish I was home right now definitely so keep that in mind and i think if you don't catch the invite to some kind of work party or something and you're feeling down on yourself about it you shouldn't because those are those people for whatever reason don't value enough to want to spend time with you right so that that clues you in uh that those aren't people that you need in your life and allows you to kind of freeze you up to find others that will that, invite that you. Do, that will invite you and maybe that will invite you to things that are actually fun and that everyone actually wants to do. I think also, you know, like, it's kind of easy to feel sad that you're, like, missing out on things. Like, literally, I used to really suffer from, like, crippling FOMO, I feel like, um, first year especially. But I also have to realize, like, I think everything in life is, like, a sacrifice and a decision. You have to, like, choose what to miss out on in order to get certain places. Like, if you have to stay in for a night to work on applications or to, like, study for an exam and all your other friends get to go out, like... Think about, like, that's a good investment in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, that will be worth it in the long run to stay in while your other friends go out. So yeah. it'll, it'll only get better from here. I think I used to really suffer from relaxation FOMO. Really? And uh, I think in the transition of kind of residency and starting to work full time and kind of trying to be an adult and everything, uh-huh. it kind of feels like you're not getting to have as much fun and leisure time as you used to Uh so then i feel like i would be sitting there trying to figure out what i wanted to do with my free time and would maybe binge a netflix show or something but the whole time be like oh should i have been reading this book instead should i have been Mm. playing this video game so even 
when you're by yourself, you can subject yourself to these feelings of FOMO. Well, that's because, have you heard of something called the emotional home? I like discussed it before. So we all have these like tendencies to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And some people's emotional home can be like, for example, FOMO or feeling guilt. So if you're used to, if if your emotional home, the feeling that you're used to constantly having is feeling guilty for choosing this, guilty for choosing that, like beating yourself up about choosing this or that, then like that's something that like once you're actively aware about it, you can like make better judgments and change your emotional home. So if you feel like FOMO is your emotional home, really try to like sit there and think of like ways that you can actively snap out of it, like knowing your triggers, like who, which people trigger you, which activities trigger you um things like that and that's a better way to like change your emotional home anywho that is all we have this week i hope that these answers helped you guys out there please keep your submissions keep sending in your submissions to at dr connie wang on instagram or at just a quick pinch on instagram you can also email them to me at at dr connie wang x at gmail.com we are always here for you guys every single friday for our advice column so anyways i hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you guys next week Bye. Bye.